True Crime Squad. This is Katie Weaver. I'm here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Hey, everybody. How's it going? It is good. It is good. I have had a fun little brainchild that resulted in something today that's been pretty great. Yeah. We launched another secondary podcast. You know, we kind of have our main podcast, True Crime Squad. We also have Lori Vallow and Chad Daybell, The Real Story, where we put exclusively all of our Daybell Vallow content. Well, we now have Mormon Misdeeds Unveiled, also by True Crime Squad, and we're just going to use it to focus entirely on all of the Mormon-related crime that we cover, because it turns out it's a lot. We talk about these kinds of cases all the time, and, you know, there's there's been a lot of Mormon crime in the news as of late. And so we thought it might be a good thing to focus a podcast specifically on that content. And uh, yeah, it's all up and running. It's over there. It's out on Spotify. It's been submitted to a whole bunch of other places too. Please feel free to go and like and subscribe. So it's just podcast because everything else is here on our YouTube. And, you know, uh, we're always working on improving our uh, YouTube uh, uh, playlists and stuff. And so we'll put out a Mormon playlist. But uh, yeah, if you want to just go listen to Mormon focused only, I think we've got six episodes up over there and we're just going to keep adding. Mm-hmm. So I was excited about that and I did it. It was a great brainchild. Way to go. Thank you. Thank you for we the hard work. It. You did a great job. <laughs> You're welcome. Still hoping we don't get sued, but okay. <laughs> we'll see. You know, it's possible something might, you know, we might get told to take something down. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe. Maybe not. Then maybe not. You know. We've managed so far to kind of just be small potatoes. <laughs> See what I did there? Um, <laughs> but, uh, just little is, Idahoans you know, over here. <laughs> right? Just just doing what we do. Well, good. Good, good. We're stepping out a little more into the ex-Mormon and Mormon crime content world. Mm-hmm. And we shall see where this goes. But I'm mm-hmm. excited about it. I think it's good. Yeah. I know it's important to us. It's important for us to cover it. Mm-hmm. And y'all seem to like it, too. So. Indeed. If you don't mind, go over there, you know, keep watching an episode or two, you know, give us a, a like and a follow on Spotify and anywhere else you can find it. Because that's yeah. always helpful to us. It is for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is our Tuesday episode. We're trying really hard to get back on track this week and like we get are. back to where we have three good solid episodes a week and case updates. Over the summer, yes. we got a little off track, uh, you know, due to busyness in life. And what the, yeah, there's a fly in here. <laughs> Are you being attacked? <laughs> but uh, at any rate, <laughs> so we are, this is our Tuesday episode. And uh, I'm, things in the true crime world are so weird right now. This week right. is just weird. Wild. So you're going to kick us off with some WTF, uh, deservedly so. So let's go. I sure am. Let's do it. Friends, you may have been seeing pictures like this pop up all over on news sites. Uh, Danilo Cavalcante is 
still at large, my friends. Okay, if you don't know who he is, he is um, a man that has been on the run for almost two weeks after he escaped a Pennsylvania prison. Escaped, spider walked mm -hmm. his way up onto the roof, crawled through razor wire, got out. Mm -hmm. He has been gone for nearly two weeks. He mm -hmm. was just sentenced for to life in prison for the murder of his girlfriend. Yeah. He is also suspected of a murder in Brazil. He is a dangerous person. Yeah. However, the dude is running circles around the police. And this oh my gosh. is just, I can't imagine. If you live in this area in Pennsylvania, I bet you are absolutely furious. They have yeah. so many pictures of this guy on people's ring cams and on trail cams. And I mean, they know of at least a couple of vehicles he has stolen and driven till they ran out of gas. And now it looks like there's some thought that he may have a family member that might be assist assisting him. I'm just like, how does this guy, he's not invisible. You he, know? Seems <laughs> like, he seems to be. What? Now, I will say that this is uh, September 11th, 2023, at 7.31 p.m. At this moment, he is still uncaptured. Mm -hmm. I realize there's going to come a time when they're going to capture him. Fingers crossed, you guys. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think this is rather notable and rather scary that this guy has yeah. been able to elude, that he was able to get out in the first place. Uh, yeah. Secondly, that he's been out for almost two weeks. He's robbing every time they see pictures of him, he's got a new outfit on. He's now mm -hmm. shaved his beard. Then he's been driving some different vehicles. Mm -hmm. What the hell? He's out living his best life, smirking into people's ring cams. Stealing uh, like like things. fruits and vegetables and peas and well, that's a vegetable. Uh, <laughs> people's yeah, yeah, but like stealing food. Um you know, and luckily, just getting away with it. Yeah, luckily there has not been any reports of violence at his hand. Hopefully Thank there won't God. be against anyone. The dude is a convicted murderer, for God's sake. Yeah, but... it's scary. You don't know what this person would do when backed into a corner. And so far, he's been quite successful. But at some point, somebody's going to catch this guy. And it does worry me. I mean, mm -hmm. it's very likely that he is now armed. He's stealing all kinds of shit from people. Yeah. You, you bet he's well, got weapons. Well, and so... Supposedly, they just found his shoes in the woods. Yeah. Supposedly. But now but they've shifted shoes, their whole perimeter I mean, of search again. How many pairs does he have at this point? I mean, how many how pairs they know are they're missing his? in this area? Yeah. yeah. How do they know? They're, and maybe they've got scent dogs or something that are, you know, because mm -hmm. they would have had things from him in the prison. But sure. I don't know. All I know is I am dumbfounded that days continue to go by when this guy is still on the loose. So, mm -hmm. Fingers crossed. Those of you in Pennsylvania, feel free to be screaming from the rooftops because mm -hmm. they've got to do something better here. We've got to get this guy under control before he hurts yeah. somebody else. Uh, yeah, this is bananas for sure. It is. And with that, Katie, I'm going to send the mic back your way for our main case. Okay. This case grabbed my attention today because it's a bit of a rarity. Uh, this is a possible serial killer. We've had a lot of possible serial killers surface this year. Uh, we sure in the have. States. Now, this is a possible serial killer in Jamaica. Oh, wow. This is 
Ronaldo Ricketts. Okay. He is uh, accused of murdering. He was initially accused of murdering two homeless men. Yet again, mm. the murdering of homeless people oh, uh, via stabbing. And ended up in custody by attacking a woman and trying to rape her. And oh, she God. ran from him. Mm-hmm. And the police happened to be in the very area. They were doing a tour around Jamaica with some dignitaries and heard a woman screaming and came running. And she said, that man over there uh, had me captured in his car and was trying to rape me. And so they picked him up and took him in and were able to oh, uh, link him to uh forensically to the murders of the two homeless men and while in custody he admitted to more murders oh no so he's now been charged with murdering three men and one woman uh and it sounds like there's another charge on the way at least one more charge on the way wow so wow a neighbor was interviewed today who wanted to stay uh on the DL, but she said his parents are decent people, father decent, mother decent. I don't know why he's doing this to his parents, which I thought was an interesting statement. Uh, Cultural, probably. Yeah. You know. This was in the Jamaica Observer. She said, I know him as a Christian, a decent boy. He went to Barracks Road Primary and then went to Herbert Morrison Technical, where he passed a number of subjects. So he's from Westgate Hills in Montego Bay. Okay. And it looks like these murders have been happening somewhere in the area of Montego Bay. Yeah. It looks like... What a crazy coincidence. The -hmm. police would be right there when you tried to assault that woman. Yeah. Ronaldo is 25. So the first crime that we know of happened on Friday, July 28th. This was one of the uh, homeless men that was of stabbed. this year. Yeah. Well, yeah. This all just oh, happened here. This in the is last, all like, just happened. Two months. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Friday, July 28th was the first. The second was another homeless man uh, around 11:45 p.m. on August 19th. Again, stab wounds. Uh, at this point, the uh, police were begging homeless people to stay in shelters. You are not safe. Interesting, this has happened uh, similarly in the U.S. this last year. And at that time, too, some homeless people were like, yeah, not doing it. And in this case, that was the same. Uh, some people did not want to stay in a shelter, which, you know, that's their choice, of course. But uh, people, they, it was very scary. It was very scary, you know, to mm. see this happening. So then, of yeah. course, we know about the assault that he, uh, there's some charges pending on that as well. Uh, mm. But then, of course, he uh, then apparently uh, did uh, say, you know, take responsibility for other murders. Now, there is a woman whose identity the police don't know yet as well, uh, a stabbed to death mm-hmm. woman that they believe he killed that they haven't been able to identify. So they're still working on that. Yeah. Wow. Well, amazing that he's been picked up this quickly. Mm -hmm. I mean, hopefully they they are aware now of everything he's done. 
hopefully, hopefully. this doesn't go back further because that's fast and that's wow a lot of escalation yep yep terrifying yeah so they don't know the name of all of his victims but some of them uh the first was a man a 20 year old named leonardo lewis also known as Rahim or Akim. He was from Breadfruit Road. Another woman, mm -hmm. a, a woman named Catherine Hall in Montego Bay. And then, of course, the woman whose identity they don't know yet. So she hasn't been mm -hmm. quite listed as a victim yet, but they're working on that. Uh, and then, of course, uh, so the unidentified woman, she was found on Jimmy Cliff Boulevard. And... She's of dark complexion, slim build, and about five feet, six inches tall with black and gray hair. They believe she's in her 60s. She was wearing a white blouse and multicolored skirt at the time of her death. And they're asking people, please, if you're missing someone, <laughs> we don't know who this lady is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Wow. He's now been charged in the relation to the death of a man named Mark Thompson as well. Man. Yep. Yikes. That's, but there's some other deaths too, and another identif unidentified man. Anyway, it's a bit messy right now because they just don't know, you know. Right. Well, we don't exactly know where this ends or what, uh, you know, how many charges there will be or how many deaths there's going to be. But uh, I, so it, that took me on a little bit of research because I was like, is, surely Jamaica is not like a hotbed of serial killers. Jamaica is a hotbed of murder, however. There's apparently yeah. a big gang problem in Jamaica and that there is a, a pretty uh, significant problem with uh, murders as a whole in Jamaica. Mm. So a few things to know about Jamaica. Jamaica is in the Caribbean Sea. Mm -hmm. It is about half the size of uh, New Jersey. Oh, wow. So it is not a very big place at all not a very big place however the uh population is 2.28 million oh wow there are you know a fair amount of people on this island uh, especially for the size yes so there are. yeah so it's the third largest largest island in the greater antilles after cuba and hispaniola so that's what mm. uh that's the demographics and the geographics of jamaica but reading about this serial killer and then doing some research to find out other serial killers in Jamaica. There's not much. One of the serial killers that they claim was born in Jamaica in 1954, but actually all of his murders happened in England. So I didn't really oh. include him in my search because he's Jamaican, but he didn't commit those murders in Jamaica. And then one other was a 17 year old boy from Jamaica that was involved in all of those uh, shootings that happened in DC several in uh, oh. about 20 years ago. Uh, but yeah. he too was born in Jamaica, but doesn't actually live in Jamaica. But what I did find was the original Jamaican serial killer mm. also wasn't Jamaican. He was Scottish, but that mm. actually happened in Jamaica. But to cover that case, we have to go all the way back to the 1700s. To oh, the very first serial killer known to the Americas at all. Oh, really? Which also brought up a very interesting point. Did you know that there was an Edinburgh Castle in Jamaica? No. Apparently there was. 
I had no idea. These are the ruins, and there's a lot of local lore about not going up there because it's very, very haunted. Really? Well, I will tell you why. Interesting. We are talking about Lewis Hutchinson. He was known as the Mad Doctor of Edinburgh Castle. Oh. And Jamaica's first recorded serial killer. Mad Doctor does not sound good. No. So... He moved to Jamaica in the 1760s, and travelers in the area started to disappear. He was born in Scotland in 1733, and after he was trained in medicine, he moved to Jamaica when he was about 30 years old. He purchased an, an estate there in uh, St. Anne Parish, which apparently at the time was far from any populated area. There's also a lot of legend that he stole all of the cattle that he raised while he lived there. Oh, really? But he built, had this castle built for him, and he named it Edinburgh Castle. Wow. When travelers would pass from St. Anne's Bay towards Kingston, he was killing them, either by killing them with a single shot or charming them inviting them in for food and uh, entertainment and then murdering them inside the castle. God. Yeah. Any clue as to why he was doing these terrible things? He, they just called him a madman. He also owned yeah. a significant amount of slaves, unfortunately. People that he had purchased, brutalized and terrorized, and the slaves were in charge of disposing of the bodies. There is lore that he drank the blood of his victims, that he dismembered his victims, and that mm. there was a sinkhole on that estate that was nicknamed Hutchinson's Hole that the slaves were made to throw the victims into. Oh, God. He got so bold in his killings that he actually shot and killed a soldier in front of other people. Oh my God. That, you know, that weren't his slaves that he could control. And so he tried to make a run for it. He went to Old Harbor and leapt on a ship and tried to just get the hell out of town. But he was captured by the Royal Navy. He stood trial. They only charged him for the death of the soldier. And he was found guilty and he was hanged. But when they searched his castle, they found remnants of at least 43 more victims. Only oh from God. a huge amount of clothing and 43 watches, pocket watches. Oh. So, in likelihood, there were probably a lot more than 43. Because not everybody those... had a pocket watch, but mm -hmm. holy crap, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that something? That so it's uh, unreal. I'd not ever heard that story. And I had no idea about an Edinburgh, an Edinburgh castle in mm -hmm. Jamaica. That's wild. Right. So uh, locals warn visitors not to go up there because it is haunted and evil. Oh, now, I know that I some people from Jamaica are definitely going to come and comment on this video and say, it. no, it isn't. And I agree with you. But <laughs> that's, that's what they say. That's what I'm reading. That's the so. story told. Gotcha. Yep. Uh, Incidentally, in case you're curious, Jamaica was made an English colony in 1655. 
and then a British mm -hmm. colony in 1707, and then gained its independence in 1962. Yeah. So they've, they've had a long history of being colonized and unfortunately being enslaved as well. And uh, their colonizer also yeah. became their serial killer. Wow. Mm -hmm. God, that's yeah. horrifying. Yeah, isn't that something? So we're going to keep an eye on all Ronaldo Ricketts here and see what uh, yeah. what more comes from this because it's possible that there could be, you know, a handful more victims. Maybe it seems like this all just started. So, yeah, and I I hope that's the case. That yeah. They're not going to find a whole other spate of murders that he's done in the past. It's just mm -hmm. to catch somebody that early is unusual, but. Hopefully super lucky. Yeah, hopefully so. So, so much love to the families of all of the victims and all of the people that have been affected by this. Uh, these killings have kept uh, that area uh, absolutely terrorized now for two months, especially in the homeless populations, not knowing uh, yeah. who is killing these people. So God, that's awful. Yeah, so we'll keep a close eye on it. Uh, but with that, I'm going to turn the mic back over to you for some breaking uh, true crime news. Yes. Friends from Alabama, this face may look familiar to you. This is Mason Sisk. Mason Sisk was just sentenced, finally for the murders of five members of his family, his mother, father, and three siblings. Uh, I didn't, I had not covered this case before, but I have found it rather chilling and wanted to share it with you. And those of you are, who are from Alabama, you probably know this story. Hmm. Um, he was convicted of killing them on September 2nd of 2019 in Elkmont, Alabama. And he was 14 years old. At the time of those murders. Oh my God. Wow. Um, the uh, Limestone County Circuit Judge, uh, Chad Wise, who just sentenced him, wrote that the crime was ghastly, disturbing, and draped in unmitigated evil. Wow. He also said, I prosecuted a lot of people in my career. Uh, this is the prosecutor. Sorry, mm -hmm. not the judge saying that. And I can tell you that out of all of those people, only four or five people scare the hell out of me. And he's at the top of that list. Wow. Um, let's see. Judge Wise also said, Mason Sisk is clearly one of the most dangerous people who will ever be sentenced in Limestone County. With this sentence today, Judge Wise has ensured that Mason Sisk will never threaten another child's safety and well-being. Um, Sisk wow. did not offer any remarks prior to his sentencing. He did not speak for himself um, prior. There were a lot of questions around what to do with him because he was 14 years old when he committed this crime. Right. Uh, he is ineligible for the death penalty, but uh, he is, in fact, going to be held for life without the possibility of parole. Mm -hmm. uh, he did admit to the killings shortly after saying that he was fed up of all the fighting in his family. So this was his solution, apparently. Wow. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Douglas Prater, who is a mother, a, a brother of Mary Sisk, who was uh, 
Mason's mother said, my family has suffered so much, we haven't been able to rest for years because of what you did. You were accepted into our family since you were four. I remember driving you, ah, this, so this was a stepmother. Since you were four, I remember driving you to get your video, to get video games and basketball practice. You're in our family photos. And that's all we have left to remember of your family. A whole family has been lost. I lost my sister, Mary. She loved you and you killed her. Wow. Yeah. It, it's chilling. This, this young man is chilling. And I think the only thing that they can do is put him away. As I recall, he committed the murders and then the neighbors heard gunshots. So someone called the police. When the police arrived, he came staggering out and said that he had managed to survive while his family members had been shot, but they found uh -huh. that to not be the case pretty quickly. But you look at that face. There's nothing in those eyes that looks nothing like a psychopath all. to me. Mm -hmm. But no, prison at forever least, is where he belongs, for sure. I mean, does it ever make you wonder if we're ever going to have anything better than that? Any other solution better than lock them up forever or kill them? It's, I do think about it. I mean, not that I think yeah. he deserves an opportunity, but are we ever going to figure out how to rehabilitate people like this and how to catch this kind of disorder in someone before it occurs i i don't know because i don't know either it, it's an interesting conversation because i had mentioned earlier a serial killer that uh from jamaica that ended up in london or yes England. uh and the uk tried and tried to rehabilitate him really Mm -hmm. He murdered his first wife. They had a fight because she said that he was not, uh, she wouldn't let him go to church because he wasn't dressed appropriately. And he smashed her over the head with a vase and pushed her off of their, I think, ninth story uh, balcony of their apartment and killed her. And he only did a few years in prison because uh, the defense was a, a mental instability of some sort. And then he killed his second wife Oh my God! because uh, he was angry at her over something. Uh, I think she tried to leave him because she thought he was having an affair, if I've got that right. Mm. And then, and he only did a short stint again because of mental instability. When he got out, he was under heavy supervision uh, from the government. He had social workers and people like that that were keeping an eye on him and coming by. He was supposed to report anytime he was to uh, get into a relationship with a woman because that seemed to be the only time he killed people when he was in relationship. Holy shit. And they just let him keep doing it. He got in, guess what? A relationship with another woman in 2016 and killed her too. And now he's back My behind bars again. So I don't know the answer to that. You know, Terrifying. in case, had he just been locked away after he brutally killed the first woman, other two, the other two would have lived, you know, yeah. but they did keep giving him chances because there was a mental health defense, uh, but, but he didn't need any more chances. He didn't deserve any more chances. The third woman finally learned of his other crimes and decided to break up with him because I don't know, 
she didn't want to get killed and she got killed right? anyway. But, but put him back out on the street. This is this is why we don't know what else to do with them. It entirely is. Yeah. Yeah. But it does it's just a thought that, you know, it is one of the things I think about a lot with with crime is is there ever going to be a time in which we know what causes something like this in someone and it's we know how to, to fix it. Yeah. His name, you know? by the way, was, uh, oh, good Lord, I just had it, Theodore Johnson. Theodore Johnson. Wow, Theodore I had not Johnson. heard that story before. Yeah. That's wild. So I, I'm with you. I don't know the answer. I, I, I don't know. You know, in the U.S., we over, uh, imprison, you know. Right, definitely over well known for having it way too many people in prison and i agree with that but at the same and time how, how can we have this how can right. we have this well i think that these particular cases are not the ones that are under scrutiny you know yeah when it comes to incarceration and long sentences but it does make you wonder like is this the best we're ever going to have because it's all we've ever had right like, it's not like there was a time in which we develop something better other than the death penalty or imprisonment. We never have. No. When it comes to psychopaths. Right. For sure. Yeah. I don't know. I just wish we could figure it out. It's certainly something that kind of plagues my mind about how we yeah. figure it out. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. But at least for Alabama, we know that Mason Sisk will never be released. Yeah. And I hope for the sake of his family that they have the opportunity now to move on from this. Mm -hmm. Now that they're not. Uh, going to have to be a part of the trial of the sentencing or anything that they can yeah. find some peace. Yeah, certainly. Certainly. Wowza. Yeah. All righty. Well, there you have it. That is Tuesday. So we're going to be back on Wednesday with the brand new episode and we'll be back Wednesday night with case updates. And of course there's all mm -hmm. kinds of things at play per normal. Hopefully on Wednesday we can return and tell you that, uh, you know, that L.O. Apprehended, He's but caught. hell, we don't know. <laughs> right, we don't. We're pretty concerned about it, frankly. Mm -hmm. Also, reading today that uh, Ruby Frankie and Jody Hutchinson are both uh, in the middle of health crises. Oh, Hildebrand, or Hildebrand, yeah, yeah. So yes, be, I uh, saw that too. That they're yeah. both having big medical crises now that they're yeah. in jail. Because hmm. they don't Weird. like being confined. Strange. Hmm. Huh. Darn. Yeah. <laughs> but that's uh what we've got. So thanks you guys so much for being here. Please like, share, subscribe. If ever you uh, wanted to give us a tip, you can do that by going to truecrimesquad.com and you can buy us a coffee there or there's uh other ways. Uh I believe our PayPal is there. Our PayPal. If, yeah, if you would mm -hmm. like to give us a tip, certainly not required, but always appreciated. Also, Very of course, so. we have a Patreon, and you can go find True Crime Squad on Patreon, and we put out two brand new episodes every month, only for our patrons. So if you want yeah. to listen or watch those, you can do that over there as well. So that's We're, what's we've got to be nearing we've got to be nearing a hundred episodes on that Patreon. Oh, I got cases so. y'all have never seen on our regular accounts. So yep. it's a great opportunity to get some more content from us. Well, and we've been known to do episodes over there that we didn't feel fully safe putting out publicly. Uh, True. Sometimes because uh, we've done a lot of cults over there. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, other cases, too, that uh, just uh, 
hit a little too hard for us to want to be real public with. So mm-hmm. you'll see what's uh, been rolling around in our brains if you go over there and <laughs> check out yes, the Patreon. But as always, thank you so much for being here. Please take good care of yourselves. You deserve it. Be kind to yourselves. And obviously it's September now, so go have a pumpkin spice latte. Duh. Please do. Send us one too. Yeah. (laughs) This has been yet another production of the True Crime Squad. Take care. Bye, everybody.